Hey there, friends. Welcome to the two-person book club starring myself, Sarah, and my brother, Ethan. For our very first episode in this new series, we are going to be talking about High School by Tegan and Sarah. Hope you enjoy. So, Tegan and Sarah, High School. All right. I lost my book jacket because uh, I spilled a ton of jam all over it while I was doing the toast. And I kept it on for a long time, but it was too sticky. So I just threw it away. And then I just left out in the rain while I was, because I was biking with it. And it was like half out of the bag. So then like, it's not, it's kind of been through the ringer. I left my Hocus Pocus in my backpack while it rained. And that book shapes up great with a little bit of rain damage. <laughs> it feels so loved. This I think would just be grimy. It was really grimy. It's just about three days of carrying around, like it's sticky while I was reading it. Why am I going through this? Put myself through it. Throw it away. So what are your so first thoughts you here? First off, how, how like, how much Tegan and Sarah have you listened to before this? Oh my god, actually, wait. And I'm a big fan of The Con and Heartthrob, like two of their albums, which, I mean, like, the two most popular ones for sure, but I feel like I've been dragging more and more biographies into the book club mix in the last few years. It's true, that Leonard Cohen one. Also musical. There's a couple that year. Trevor Noah. Oh yeah, Trevor Noah. There's too. definitely a third one. I totally forget what it was. Although I just, in more, like, more interest in finding out about Leonard Cohen and some of his stories were interesting. I actually preferred this as a biography. I thought it was more, more interesting. I'm with you. I think something about it being like just the high school years and just like the before yeah. we really did anything. Exactly. Although I like, I did enjoy. Uh, all the musical elements in the last 60 pages where it's like going into how they're like starting their career. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I, and they didn't have very much of it, but like when they just mentioned about like them learning guitar and stuff, that was like the least interesting part to me. Everything else was like about the like yeah. relationship school days was like super intriguing. And I didn't really know much about Tegan Sarah. I know a few of their songs from like radio too. And uh, her closer came out um, my first year university. <laughs> And I distinctly remember, I really liked it. I played it at a party, like in our dorm room. And uh, some guy came up to me, he's like, Ethan, like, what is this? Like, what are you playing right now? I was just like, that's Tegan and Sarah. Haven't you heard? Yeah, he's like, change this. Like, what are you doing? I like, put this on. I was like, well, I like it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was the first reaction. I was like, well, I like Get out it. of here. Was... What? <laughs> Um, one thing I will say too about Closer, um, so that's off of Heartthrob, which was their most like mainstream popular album, but I listened to it driving from, I think, Stanfest to like Back to the City with Joss. And like, I was really big into it. What was it? 2013? Yeah, 2013 when it came out. But even then, like we were going through it and their first four songs, it's like Closer, Goodbye, goodbye. I was a fool, and then I'm not your hero. Like the first four, are just these massive singles that I'd, except for closer, I'd completely forgot about the other three. And I was just like, oh my god, like what a great album. Totally forgot how big this was back in the day. I thought the way they did it was just really interesting. The, like only focusing on high school, going through it chronologically, but like not super focused. Like more just like in sketches. Mm -hmm. and also alternated between the two of them i did have 
I didn't put a whole lot of effort into <laughs> that's the one thing. I didn't put a whole lot of effort into distinguishing between who Between was telling the story. Mm. Uh, there were certain times when, like, they would really, like, there would be a bit of a narrative between, like, three or four of them. You know, like, they'd mm -hmm. be following the same kind of story. And that, then I would, like, that's the only time I really distinguished where, like, this is, this Tegan specifically, this is Sarah specifically, because it's just more, like, interesting to hear both sides of kind of similar stories. Yeah. But when they're more, like, one-off, I just kind of, I would forget sometimes. Yeah. So, I so like... Book, I felt though. pretty distinguished between them, specifically just because I felt like their personalities. I feel like this also really helps distinguish them, where it's like there's not really that many visuals at all. I mean, obviously they throw in some pictures, but you're just reading about it, so like all yeah. you see is the personality differences. And like that was also a super quick side note. Funny at the end where it's like lists the photo, <laughs> the photo index, and it's called illustrations. And it's like, like those are photographs. Am I wrong? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is happening here? Like, I really enjoyed though those descriptions were really fun. Yeah. Some of them were like actually pretty funny too. But yeah. bottom makeshift bedroom in the living room before we move. Was, uh, yeah. Tegan still makes this face when she cries. Yeah. <laughs> Kicking bottom. Tegan's Step. ass at Alex's Tegan house. Tegan these dresses. At Christina's, likely wheeling and dealing. <laughs> Tegan stealing shots of vodka from Napa's bar. <laughs> Boy, they did a lot of drugs in, in high school. I? <laughs> no joke. I was just <laughs> like... <laughs> you see the photos and be like, what? Like these people. <laughs> I was just like... Like, it's one thing if you're in high school and you're like heavy into marijuana and it's like, it's not great for your developing brain, but at least it just feels a little bit better. But like, Acid every weekend in the 10th grade? They were like 16 and oh my god. Oh, I don't know. There was like a, a lot of times while reading this where I was like getting secondhand stress, just like worried for them and just like, like when is someone going to have like a huge like nervous breakdown or like something dangerous is going to go down? And like a couple times they talk about a bad trip, but they never really talk about like an actual like serious one that like really impacted them just like oh like and then i was sort of having a bad trip so i just sort of locked myself in the bathroom and like waited it out and i was like yeah. wow <laughs> that's pretty bold no they uh they absolutely went wild absolutely and like yeah. right around their parents yeah they had um Pretty, like flourishing social lives also like there's parts in the book where like near the end like yeah like oh, we won the garage wars and it's like oh so we came to school and like people knew us and i was like i assume that's for true for sure for your high school but like you had like a pretty massive circle of girls that you hung out with and then like also just bands too like yeah in Calgary. i like i like there was like a point in there which i also just thought was like true of some girls where they were just like something about Tegan and I and how we are twins and oh, so I don't even know what did she say oh, I wish I underlined it she was just talking about like um yeah like Tegan and I have just always attracted girls and they've always sort of flocked to us and I've never been able to distinguish if it's our personalities or if it's the fact that we're twins but something has always interested other people <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was just like true like some 
because it's not like I mean they do seem lovable in the book but they just seem kind of like lovable weirdos who get high a lot yeah <laughs> so it's just like, like but at the fight. same time I feel like I knew <laughs> girls like that in high school who it's just like they're not trying it's just that people are drawn to them I liked uh, one thing I found funny was um, <laughs> throughout the book like when they bring up like lyrics to the songs they were listening to and like the songs they were writing and they were all so angsty like so <laughs> teenage angsty yeah. I had a good laugh with all of them <laughs> enjoyed all of them I kind of wish I could like actually hear them I'm interested now to go listen to like their first album it's even though it's like it's not my destiny it's not what I'm meant to be this is the last song that I'll write for you. This is the last song I'll sing for you. This is your last song. That's one of the better ones. <laughs> Some of them are like... Yeah. And uh, that's it, like, because I was comparing it to their first album and none of those songs are on it. I will take you to the end of tomorrow. I will take you to the end of my world. Louder and louder it will build and fade. And soon your love will turn to hate. I'm underqualified. I'm undersatisfied. And I lie. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like if I was a kid, <laughs> I would be loving this. <laughs> I was like 12 years old, I'd be like, whoo. <laughs> Just. Stuff. I like, yeah, but, and that's. Like, that's like the ones they were in, like the ones I can't find. The ones they quote from like Smashing Pumpkins and stuff. It's like, whoa, these are like the angstiest. Yeah. Like, angsty lyrics. <laughs> Which checks out since they started like as like a. I don't even know, like a punk grunge duo. Pretty heavy. And then like... That's, yeah. And like, I liked it. Like, it's just... I found like their talks about like their family and like their relationships like more interesting. They were like surprisingly yeah. a lot more mature in like a lot of those areas. And like, whereas their music was like always more what I expected, like par for the course of like teenagers. Yeah. Like, this, you know? Like their other, like their conversation they have with their friends, especially like in the 90s and like the west of Alberta, like just seems so yeah. like, grown up. And... Even their their mom and their stepdad seem very yeah. evolved. I kind of, to be honest, I think we got a good amount of the stepdad, which was great, but I wish we had a little bit more of mom. I think we got enough mm -hmm. of the dad too. That was kind of fine. He seemed like he was always a little bit peripheral for them. But I wish we had a little more of the mom because, yeah, like to grow up in Calgary and like they seem pretty cool about a lot of things. And like I like was kind of scared at the beginning, like going into this, knowing that they're both <laughs> that they're both going to be gay and with a stepdad and in Calgary. And I was like, uh oh, like, are we headed for some trouble here? But then he's like super cool. And like, I don't know. I mean. I don't know what happens with that later in life when they're like really out with him, but even like with the with the whole divorce thing and like, or not divorce, I guess they never got married, but like that separation thing and he's just very mature and just like, I've always thought of you as my daughter, I'm always going to be here for you. And I was like, this feels so, yeah, just evolved for like 1997, but maybe because it was a city. Uh, I was, yeah, I think definitely because it's a city. I will say like, whenever they <laughs> just over on the top of Calgary. Any mention where they'd be like, yeah, well, we moved to like this place in this neighborhood or like in the suburbs of Calgary. Whenever they were like into this, so we went into the suburbs of Calgary and I just be like, ugh. Like, 
Nevada. He just or they'd be like, yeah, then we had to go from the northwest, to like the southeast of town. I'm like, ugh, like <laughs> Calgary. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> I found it so like. I have like a pretty cool life there, so I was like, I guess it can be done, but I would yeah want to live there. And even when like just the, the mention of like the New Year's Eve party, it's like we're at this party, but then we had to drive at night like to the other side of town to this part. I was like, oh, that's just like my nightmare of like- Yeah, school style. You a car to drive half an hour across Calgary to go from one location <laughs> to another location and then back to the original location after all in the same night. So much driving and so much terrible Calgary streets and cold. <laughs> I mean, like, obviously you've actually lived in Alberta and have a bit more of a relationship with Calgary than I do, but I did actually enjoy reading about people having a cool life in Calgary. Because in my head, it's just like, why? Why are you out there? But like a cool, young, hip life. Also, I really loved, because this was always a thing I always thought of when I think about West, is like, um, you know, just that they went to BC every single year. Or when Tegan and her girlfriend go to like, or I don't know, one of the couples, they sneak off, sneak off, they go to like Jasper. someone's place up in Jasper. Yeah. And just like dip up there for the weekend. I was like, oh, you lucky kids. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was nice to read about. I like reading about that. <laughs> it's just Calgary. Yeah. It's just and, Calgary. Yeah, I, never, I never lived in Calgary. I'm just basing it off of the experiences I've had with that town and what I've seen of it, which is minimal, yeah. but yeah, but you would have had to at least drive through if the airport. Really, if someone really wants to be like, it's like, wants to sell me on Calgary and take me there and they think they can, I'm open to do it. But I'm not going to yeah. voluntarily explore more of that city. Endless sprawl is my thought. Oh, it's well, like, it's like, should yeah. we stop building Calgary? No. <laughs> Until it covers all of Southern Alberta. It must spread. <laughs> I just opened up on this, like, like when you're talking about the dad or Bruce, I like this yeah. little section where, like, you know, like, uh, Tegan has the he like calls Kurt Cobain a fag and they have this big like back and forth. I thought it was like a really good story, especially because, like, on its surface level, I found it so like almost like laughably cliche, even though it happens. Like, uh, it's yeah. just like, it's like, yeah, my stepdad called Kurt Cobain a fag, <laughs> like understand my music <laughs> like, but the actual story so itself true. is really like kind of heart-wrenching she's like yeah she's like completely different and so much more nuanced and again that was one of those things where when that happened i was really expecting it to go south quickly yeah. and i was like uh-oh like here's where we see where bruce is like a bit scary just like that stepdad stereotype but he came through in the end and like i was really yeah, happy to see that it's some pretty good people in their life yeah across the board yeah the relationships were all full of fire and passion though yeah like everyone they knew including their family was just like always on edge and like ready to explode at each other it'd be funny when you'd be reading these stories and then they'd be like just sprinkle in like and we're going to a big fight like we like had been like every day for the past month. But like the rest of the story hadn't mentioned any of that. You're like, oh, like, 
Seriously. What I will say though is like, I mean, obviously I don't have a sister, but I've been very close with many sister duos. And that is like so true. And it can be so scary sometimes to be around. Like they will just go from being so lovely to each other to like (laughs) making you want to leave the room because you're afraid someone's about to die to then five minutes later being so kind to each other and it's like and that's it and it's like it never happened and then they'll just and that's what it is in the book too it's just these casual references to like oh we were beating each other up every day and my mom just didn't want to deal with it so she just let us and I was like that's sisters (laughs) a world that I don't understand and am glad to not be a part of to some extent because it just it's scary and like crazy to think like they become like their career is being together which like i was kind of almost expecting some point in the book where they have this like big understanding but i guess they don't need it because you know again they're sisters so it's like whatever but they are already sort of at that place but i was just like how are you about to spend the rest of your lives in a career relying on each other and you like are in the twelfth grade talking about how you're still beating each other up. Even after high school, even the last few pages, like. Uh, yeah, I did yeah. think one of them mentioned yeah. something about like, um, in the last few pages, and they were just like, um, and this was like high school, and even though we would go on to do a lot more horrible stuff to each other and like whatever, like I'm glad to have done it with my sister or something like that. I forget. I forget if that's the epilogue or if that's in the acknowledgements. I think it's in the epilogue. I just thought the, the way they did it, the sketches alternating, like it, it really was like an interesting way to see them. Cause that's kind of, I don't know, when you look back like child or something, it's just a bunch of like seemingly isolated kind of big moments. And it just mm. like, not actually big moments, but just memorable, you know, like a lot of things not very big, but like they just stick in your mind. So kind of yeah. read like that, and it showed like you could, especially like they kept it chronological through high school. Like you just saw how they, it didn't feel like uh, a Wikipedia page, <laughs> and you like saw them growing a lot more in their confidence. And that's more the yeah. book what it was about to me. Cause they weren't very explicit about like uh, mm, that's not true. They were pretty explicit about sexuality and everything, and like how they're feeling, but. The only real thing about like coming out or anything is like the, one of the last chapters. Most of it was just about um, building your confidence and like finding yourself. Like, yeah. Especially when they get music and that becomes more of an outlet than drugs. Yeah. I, it seems like you can replace drugs, you just got kind of to subsidize some of the output that drugs is giving them. But, That's so true. They kind of did swap it. I mean, they're still. And in a bit at the end, but it wasn't. I was really relieved. So late, though, eh? like, sorry. Grade ten. It seems kind of interesting that they came to music so late. It was like when they're in grade ten, like they got the smash yeah. and then like a year later, or like within that year, like they found the guitar and just taught themselves through MTV or like much. Yeah, but, uh, and I'm pretty sure they did like put out their album like a year after high school maybe two years which means like really they were only musicians for like three years yeah that's crazy before they dropped an album and then became pretty instantly successful at least within canada which is impressive hard to do yeah i would just say someone who doesn't know much to consider at all 
I would recommend it. It's just an interesting book. It's like way more than just a music. It's not at all actually a music biography. Yeah. Like it's not that at all. It's just no. Coming of age memoir. It yeah, and I really enjoyed it as a coming of age memoir, as a little. I always enjoy a good Canadian book, <laughs> with like some decent references to like the city <laughs> or place. So like I actually get a good vibe for it. And this yeah. had that. Like, I'm going to Toronto and like being surprised to wake up by the ocean because I was just like, yeah, classic, like, it's like oh, we're out east, Toronto. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's more. Central Canada. <laughs> Center of the goddamn country. Yeah, I don't get it. Just living in the Rockies and be like, I'd be like, oh, it's like, where are you from? It's like, oh, I'm just from out east. It's like, oh, like, yeah, me too. Like, oh yeah, like where are you from? It's like Burlington. It's like, yeah. Okay. No, like I'm actually, and I'd be like, you know, I'm actually from out east. And they're like, oh, but you don't sound French. <laughs> no, like, actually, like all the way past where the map blurs. You know that Canada carries on after Quebec. <laughs> yeah. Well, all in all, I'm happy for this. I'm happy for the placement of it. This is a good good example of a book club book I would never have read if there were for book club, and I'm glad I did. Yeah. And I feel like I picked, it took me whatever it was, I was a week late getting it done, but I only put the book up four times. Yeah. Blew you through kind of, this. And it was fun to blow through it. You can get it in two days pretty easy if you want. Pretty comfortably. Also, like, I gotta say that on the whole, this book club, and I don't, I don't know if it's quarantine, so, like, I'm spending more time with these books and, like, really indulging with them, and to a huge extent, they're, like, a great relief for me, for my eyes, like, I've been reading a lot more, even, I've, I've been reading outside of book club, if you can believe, um, <laughs> because, like, That's it's right. just so <laughs> nice for my eyes which I've, I've never done that before. I'm not really like a two books at once kind of person, but maybe it's that. It's a hundred percent. It was, it definitely played a part in being a week late this time. Most of it was work. Yeah. But also Margaret Atwood. Margaret Atwood. <laughs> Damn Margaret Atwood. You've meddled in book club for the last. <laughs> we want to explore other Canadian authors. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know if it's like quarantine, so it's like I'm really like relying on books as like a source of entertainment, something to do. Or if like our book club list this year has just been like really good. But every book I've read has just been like, oh, what a perfect book club book this is. And like, what a perfect book club order. And I don't, I don't know if that's like actually real or, or if it's quarantine. It's been a good book. It's been a great book club. Like possibly the best so far. All right, and that takes us to the end of our very first episode of the Two-Person Book Club. Tune in next time, and we're going to be talking about A Movable Feast by Ernest Hemingway. Looking forward to it. Hope you guys take care.